Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come on and tell us authentic stories that they love. And I know that you will, too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes, because we all know that without a timeline, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded. And so this morning, we're joined with a friend of mine. I'm very excited about this. We're joined with Brother Nathan Fry. Brother Nathan, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Josh. The pleasure is all mine. Well, praise the Lord. And I don't want to give away any of your ministry, though I'm very excited about it. So please, let's jump in with question one and go ahead and tell us about you and your family and your ministry. Well, my name is Nathan Fry, and my wife is Hannah, and we are blessed with a, a two-year-old baby girl who is full of life and energy and brings a lot of smiles into our life. The current ministry that God has given us is to tell the stories of missions through video. And we assist churches and missionaries, Christian camps, all kinds of Christian organizations to tell their story through promotional videos and that kind of thing. We travel to their field and capture the footage and tell a story about the heart of their ministry. And is it is your ministry still called Lens of the Harvest? Is that Yes, uh, I'm sorry uh, to mention that. It's called Lens of the Harvest. No, it's fine. I just want to make sure that I'm on the right pages yes. <laughs> with you. So. Um, yeah, we love that ministry, and uh, it's so helpful to, you know, obviously this podcast is about telling people stories, and you guys do it in such a unique way that helps, and uh, just a ministry that, that maybe a lot of people don't think of, but we're so glad that you have it. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, question two then, for you guys, what's one of the best parts about being in missions? You know, I think the best thing for me is the experiences. And, and recently I told someone that uh, I've never, God's never called me to do something that I was miserable doing. Mm -hmm. And we have this idea sometimes that a mission is hard. It's not fun, uh, but God has given me so many wonderful experiences and allowed me to meet and work with so many wonderful missionaries that I just feel so blessed to be doing what I'm doing. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And, you know, as mentioned before, like, it's amazing to see how God can give people natural talents, you know, like for you, you have that amazing talent of uh, videography and editing and things, and, and God can take our talents and then use them for divine purposes, and uh, I think that's such an awesome thing, and yeah, if you're truly in love with the Lord, the ministry is something that, that everybody can love, no matter what ministry you have, if you're working in your local church uh, and being faithful there or on the field. We'll love it. Um, so question three then, for you guys, what, what's one of the more difficult aspects or the harder parts about being in missions? You know, this may sound strange given my last answer. One of the hardest parts, and I'm just being transparent here, is, is working with people. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I've met some wonderful people, some wonderful missionaries, but sometimes, you know, you have personality differences, you have you have different directions, different ideas of what you want to accomplish. And sometimes that's one of the most difficult, difficult things. And for me personally, I have to ask God all the time, God, give me a gracious heart because that's what I want to be. I don't want to be mean spirited. I want to be gracious, but sometimes at least for me and my flesh, that can be one of the most challenging parts. I appreciate that answer, brother. And it's true. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you. Um, then question four, uh, who are some, some missionaries, some fellow missionaries that are doing a great job like you guys that you would suggest need to be on this podcast to share their story? 
you know, this comes back to my answer that I just gave. I've met so many wonderful missionaries and it would be hard for me to point to just one. But if I had to, the missionaries that are really inspiring me right now are Jack and Melinda Peeler. Uh, they're missionaries to the island of New Coro. They're out in the same part of the world as you are. And um, they are serving at an age when most people would be considering retirement. They're serving in a place where most people wouldn't serve, making sacrifices that most people wouldn't make, but they have joy that most people don't have. And I think they're an awesome example of, of servants of the Lord. They are. We're, I'm trying so hard to get them on. Um, I And I know, I think they want to. It's just, I think Zoom is, uh, we're, we're trying to learn that. And so I'm really trying to get them on because folks, if you've never heard of the Peelers, they're living off the grid. Like there's no other way to talk about where they live. They live on a tiny island in the middle of nowhere. Takes like a few days to get to by boat and that's it. And I mean, they're like, it's crazy. So we need to get them on. Thanks for mentioning them. Yeah, absolutely. I just finished doing a video for them and they're really on my heart. I'm, you know, just really thrilled with what God's doing through them. Yeah, it was a great video too. So maybe at the end, we'll also put that in the description link below so that people can kind of see your work and then also, you know, what the peelers are doing as well. So, all right. Question five. Um, I'm sorry. I'm kind of chatty this morning, but, uh, no question, <laughs> question five, um, <laughs> For you, I would, I would love to now know, take three to five minutes and just tell us a story that you love about your time serving Jesus. Well, Josh, you know, now God's called us to this video ministry. Before that, God allowed me as well as my wife to serve in the Micronesian Islands as well. And there was a time when we were on the, the island of Yap and we were asked to go to what's known as an outer island called Ulithi, uh, Falalap. <clears throat> And we were going there. We didn't know anybody there, but we were supposed to go and take some supplies to a local missionary. His name was James. And we were told who to ask for and how to find him. And keep in mind, this is a very small island, just a few hundred people there. And they had just gone through, this was back, I think, in a 2000, uh, late 2015. They had just gone through the Hurricane Mysac. Their island had been totally destroyed uh, and going through a very difficult time. And... Um, we eventually asked around the island and found out where James and Masensi lived. And we went to visit them and we walked up with some supplies and they had no idea who we were. Didn't know we were coming as far as I knew. And we just walked up carrying some things that they needed. And by that evening, we were sitting there singing and playing the guitar and the ukulele and having the most wonderful fellowship, you know, with a, a believer. I mean, we were far from anywhere and we had never met before but through the bond of Christ, we just had the best fellowship. But beyond that, you know, James grew up on that island. But as a result of the, the typhoon that came through, he was living in what could be described as nothing more than a shack. It was extremely small. One room, cooking outside. But the joy of the Lord, and, and honestly, he was serving in a very difficult place in a small island with a, a very tight-knit culture that was not open to the gospel at that point. But he was serving faithfully and with joy. And it, you know, I, as I thought about what story would I tell you that's a favorite story, there's others that I could tell. But again, this comes back to the same theme of the people that the Lord has allowed me to meet who are faithfully serving him. It's just such a blessing. And James is one of those who are 
faithfully serving. And the circumstances under which we met was just very unique. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. And uh, praise the Lord. It is so amazing that you can go out to an island <laughs> that, that you've never been on and don't know anybody. And then a couple hours later, be singing praises to the Lord with brothers you know, and sisters in Christ. So. We, we later found out that Brother James's wife, Miss Sensi, was at the airport. There's a small airport on that island. When we landed, uh, she went back to the house and told her husband, yeah, there's some white people that landed on the island. Uh, you know, I did, did not even know, like, they weren't there to meet us, anything like didn't know. And so it was just, I don't know, just a really neat memory for me. Yeah, that is awesome. So how long did you guys stay on Ulithi? And We were there for about three days, and uh, we made a video at that time uh, talking about the need for some um, upgraded uh, water and solar equipment on the island so that they could better take care of themselves in the event of emergencies like the Typhoon Mysac. So we were there for about three days making a video. Awesome. And then great story. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you. So, all right. Um, as we wrap up then, question six. Uh, do you have any cultural or language blunders that you're willing to share with the internet <laughs> world? Well, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's really a, a, a cultural or language barrier. I'm sure I've made those things. And uh, I don't know that I have any great funny stories. I think the one that I would share is... The, really the first time I was just out of college, I was 22 years old, and I took my first missions trip to the Micronesian Islands. I had gone overseas before a little bit, but only under group situations. This was my first time going out on my own. And um, I was picked up by the airport. And as you know, Brother Josh, that part of the world, there's a lot of travel to get there. It's a long, tiresome trip. And I've been traveling for two days and I landed first time in this part of the world, a little bit overwhelmed as far as my senses and just everything that was new. And uh, missionary Rickson Keeling picked me up. But when I got to the airport, uh, United had lost my luggage. And so after traveling for four days, new part of the country, I was without anything except what I had in my carry-on. So of course, uh, United uh, gave me a voucher to go to what I can only describe as a general store there on Panape. Well, I was so tired. I thought, you know what? They promised me I'd have my suitcase the next day. I just wanted to get the bare essentials. I'm a tall guy. I'm six foot one. And most people in Panape don't wear the size pants that I, you know, I'm going to wear. So I just thought, forget it. I'll just wear what I have on and I'll be happy till my suitcase comes in. <laughs> so I've got just the bare essentials and they gave me a $50 voucher, probably had $10 that I spent. And I got to the counter and through the interpreter, the cashier said, I'm sorry, you have to spend the entire voucher. And I, I said, okay, that's fine. I'll come back another time. I'll spend the rest. This is all I need right now. No, you have to spend the whole voucher. But I don't need anything else. And this is all going on. Remember, I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed by everything that's new. And all this is going on through an interpreter. And I'm thinking, maybe my interpreter doesn't understand. Why would I have to spend the whole thing? So needless to say, what I ended up doing is said, Brother Keeling, the missionary that was interpreting for me, I said, do you need any groceries or anything? Just please use up the rest of this voucher so I can go home and get some sleep. And that was kind of my first really experience with that cultural language barrier and not being able to communicate and being frustrated at having to communicate through somebody else. And it's, it's just a silly story. It really wasn't a big deal. But in that moment of tiresome, uh, just being tired from that traveling, you know, it made me realize what a lot of missionaries face on a much larger scale when they're in a place where they, they can't communicate and it can be frustrating. Yeah, indeed. Hold on just a second. Hold on. Okay. I'll be right there. 
Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I appreciate okay. this story. It is so true, and I can see so many Micronesian things happening in yeah. that exact story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, man, well, Brother Nathan, it's been a pleasure having you on. If people want to continue to follow your story, what is the best way that they can do so? You know, they can follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Lens of the Harvest, and that's the best place to see what we're doing, as well as see the work that we're doing, the videos that we're producing. Okay. I will have that uh, link in the description below, and so I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today and sharing your stories. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Brother Jeff. All right. For those of you that have joined in this morning, uh, this has been Josh Wagar with Brother Nathan Fry, and you've been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Thanks for joining.